Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the health, happiness, and mindset of a business owner are equally important to how you run a business. Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. Today, I'm doing a little bit different episode today. My name is Allison Turner. I'm the host. Today, I'm doing an episode that's specific to health and how health impacts being an entrepreneur or why health is important in entrepreneurship. So we're going to start coming out with episodes, at least monthly, that will be on health. Then I'm hoping to also bring episodes out on mindset and different aspects of um, owning a business. And I may do some that are around maybe accounting or business, other business aspects as well. Uh, so instead of the typical interview, you get to hear from one of the health experts that I've brought, I'm bringing on, Elisa Ehrman. Uh, so if you had watched her previous interview that was just on her business, um, she owns Universal Coaching Services. So Elisa, one of the things I find really important in my own entrepreneurial journey is my health. And that's, for me, it's eating relatively healthy. I'm certainly not perfect all the time. It's getting some exercise in preferably on a daily basis because I can tell the difference. It's, you know, mindset to me plays into health. So it's more that mental health side of things. Um, but it helps in all the different aspects of owning a business because it helps me keep focused. It helps me stay positive. It, you know, it helps in different ways. But I know your background is as an RN, so you're coming from that medical background, but have you done any, you know, studies or have you seen like how health impacts people and, you know, higher stress things? Because I think owning a business can be a higher stress job than some jobs. Definitely. I've worked with many professionals of really all walks of life. And the truth is, is that your health impacts not just really how you feel when you're doing your job, but it also impacts how you show up when you're doing your job. So anybody that knows that owns their own business, we all know we wanna show up the best that we can. So we really do need to take care of ourselves the best that we can. Now, that's a, that's a loaded question. How do we do that? And uh, today we'll be talking about that. Yes, I mean, I know one of the important things for me is exercise and, and I've seen both ways. I've been through periods of my entrepreneurial journey where I didn't incorporate exercise and maybe I slept later in the day, not, not super late, but you know, till six or seven, I get up at like 4.30 or five right now. So, uh, which is not for everyone, but, but I get up with the intention of going for a morning walk of three miles because I luckily live in Florida. So I'm able to do that, you know, pretty much all year round, barring rain or a hurricane coming in. Um, so that's important to me. And that's one aspect of health is, you know, either starting your day off, right. Or, you know, if you're more of a evening person, you know, finishing the day off, right as well. So, I mean, speak to me about how exercise can help, you know, in an entrepreneurial journey. So if I may, I actually would like to zoom out a little bit and then I'm going to bring exercise in if that's okay. Yep, so please. the truth is, is everybody knows within them what's best for them. So I say I'm the expert on the research. You're the expert on you, your body, your life. We work right. together, right? I work with my clients on that. So when it comes to really all aspects of health, which we'll start talking about a few of them today, 
it's important to ask yourself, what is best for me? And that's a question that I use a lot with clients because the reality is most people never ask themselves that. They look at the research, right. they look at the data, they look at their friends, they look at the media or social media, whatever's going on, and they try to fit into everybody else's mold. And the problem is when that happens, a lot of times, what, what do you think happens? Well, people end up not being successful because they weren't true to themselves. So the first question is, what I would say is to ask yourself, what exactly do I need to do to make myself feel taken care of from a standpoint, in your case, you're bringing up exercise, so exercise. And what is best for, or what is best for me to do regarding exercise? Now, what I encourage is that if, if the word exercise scares you, then start, start with doing research on the benefits of exercise because the reality is, as Allison's right, the impact and benefits of exercise can be super supportive. But some people exercise and they don't feel great. And there's reasons for that. Doesn't mean you're not supposed to necessarily, unless there's certain things going on, which is always a possibility. <laughs> but the truth is, is sometimes it's really just finding about the, the best it's finding out the best exercise for you. And that's really the key. You want something that excites you. Now, I actually do want to mention something else about exercise. A lot of people don't talk about it. I've never seen this anywhere. I think you're going to appreciate this one, Allison. So people that with their careers, if they're very, if they're more cerebral and they're constantly problem solving and thinking, and most business owners are, the idea for a lot of them, not all of them, but this has happened many, many, many times with clients. A lot of them, the idea of exercise and just walking is just a complete shift from this constant go, go, go. Even though their body is going, they cannot handle that shift and they're bored and they're done with exercise. They're done. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so if that's you, what I tell people is find some music to keep you going or some podcasts like Allison's to listen to, check out, or anything that's intriguing to keep your mind engaged while your body is doing the exercise that you feel is best. Because that is one of the biggest pitfalls I've seen with business owners or mm -hmm. executives that they just can't do it. They just can't. And it's because of that shift. So once we implement music that keeps their mind going and then... Um, or podcasts or listening to whatever stimulates them, that is a huge key in success for those specific people. Yeah, I mean, you make a great point there because I know even for me, like I go to the gym sometimes and because I find like weights are just important for me just because I know you start losing muscle mass like after age 30. And so it's really maintaining muscle mass as opposed to like keep losing it. Um, so, but I get bored easily. So I'm not going to go on a treadmill necessarily. I'm not going to go on a elliptical. I'm not going to do any of that unless I have like a TV in front of me. And even then I get bored. Um, so I'm going to go on weights, but I have to be listening. I either listen to like an audible book or I listen to a podcast. Um, you know, and that's where I, where I go. And in the mornings I do kind of a similar thing. It, sometimes I'm listening to my own podcast just to proof it, like listen to the audible side of it or the audio side of it, um, just to make sure it sounds good before releasing it. And then sometimes I'm on clubhouse listening to a room there that's more motivational and educational. So I have to be doing something. Otherwise I, I completely get where you're going because I get bored and I'm like, okay, how much longer do I have to do this? Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I like walking outside and seeing scenery and like appreciating nature and things like that. But I still, you know, need something else that's on top of that. Absolutely. And let me ask you, and I want you to be honest with me because I, I really do want to know, <laughs> have you ever heard this specific tactic explained this way before? What I mentioned? No. Yeah. Most people no. don't. Yeah. And, and I just, I never read it anywhere. I just figured it out. I was working is when I was working at Disney <laughs> and I was in the room, with, you know, in my uh, room, my uh, coaching room with people. I was like, you know, I'm working with these Disney executives and I said, gosh, you know, they're just bored with this is just boring. They're used to dealing this with this, you know, huge company. This is just walking outside. Now, just to clarify, there is something absolutely a very huge level of importance in being able to get your brain to shift to be able to right. be in quiet in peace. Okay. That's, but that's more relaxation, meditation, prayer, all that. So we're talking, I mean, just to be straight with you, it's really about how can we get the exercise done? Bottom line. And yeah. if you don't like doing it, this <laughs> is a way to help yourself. And again, it's proven successful time and time again, but just ask yourself, what do I, first of all, what exercise is best for me? What do I enjoy doing? If you say nothing, try to think back when you were a kid, what you liked, what you can still do. Like I used to love playing basketball. I, I'm excited to play again one day when I can. <laughs> like I can't wait, I love it. And, um, and then ask yourself, what tool, what do I need to put in place to make this exercise goal happen? So come up with a specific goal. I'm going to exercise or I am exercising. You want to state it in the present moment. So I'm exercising five days a week, 25 minutes a day, walking on the treadmill. Okay. Yeah. And then ask yourself, what do I need to put in place to make that happen? Is it a reminder on my phone? Is it I need headphones and music? Is it I need a podcast? Is it that I need to make sure to eat? a little bit before, so I have fuel on board. Whatever it is, think it through, and that really helps you be successful. And I think the other thing that I would say is, you know, if you're not exercising at all right now, don't go from like zero to five or zero to seven. Absolutely. I know people, and I've certainly done it too, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start doing whatever it is. You yeah. Know? Could be healthy eating, could be, you know, exercise, could be adding exercise. and even with the gym, which I find important, like I go through periods, like I'm in a period right now where I'd gone away about like probably a month ago um, now, and I came back with a cold. And so I didn't want to go to the gym. I was still walking some, but it was taking a little bit easier the first week. And so I just haven't gotten back into the routine of the gym and scheduling it in my schedule. But like, I'm not going to go from like no times at the gym to like, oh, let me go back to like five days a week at the right. gym. I'm going to go probably to two or three days you know, ramp up to that. And then kind of once that's a habit, kind of take that next step, you know, if I, if I want to add more. And it's not about, to me, it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. So even though I walk at least 45 minutes in the morning, typically most days, you don't have to do, I mean, even if you walked 30 minutes, um, you know, because if you're going from zero again, some exercise is better than none at all. Absolutely. And so in anything you do, it's just kind of adding it into your routine. And I even heard at one point, um, who was it? I read a book and he, Atomic Habits, mm -hmm. have you read that book, Elisa? It's a really good book, but it's really creating little micro steps. Um, and he talks about exercise and he said, you know, the routine is not, hey, I go to the gym, you know, how many ever days a week? He's like, the routine is, you know, he gives an example of someone that was living in New York City and had to get in like a cab or something to get to a gym. And he's like, the routine is 
I called Uber to get to the gym. You could walk in the gym for one minute and walk back right. out. He's like, and then, but you got to the gym. So you're there for one minute. And then like maybe the next day, next time you go, it's like two minutes right. or three minutes, you know? And so you're adding to it and that's what you're doing. So he's like, that's the routine piece. That's the process. It's not that I have to get to the gym. It's like, what's the thing? Like you just said a minute ago, do you have to set the reminder on your phone? Do you have to, you know, what is it that you have to do to accomplish that? Um, so yeah, it's the same yeah. same thing. So Absolutely. And go ahead. No, go ahead. So when it comes to exercise, I mean what Allison's talking about with going to the gym for a minute or whatever, it's just creating those new pathways in the brain. It's it's getting that habit going till it becomes routine. And what's interesting is there's a, I don't know, Allison, if you've ever done any research on this, but there's an actual humongous difference between men and women and what motivates them to exercise. Have you learned about this ever before? It's really interesting. No. Okay. So actually, um, my cousin, Michelle Seeger, so check out her books on Amazon, Michelle Seeger, S-E-G-A-R. She talks about she talks about how women and Michelle, forgive me if I don't get this exactly right, but something along, you know, I'll just kind of paraphrase how women get motivated to exercise from a space of self-care. Like what motivates them more is, hey, I'm taking care of myself. Like a lot of women say, yeah, it's my time I'm going to Pilates or it's my time I'm going to the gym. And what motivates men, and again, I'm not, I, and I'm not saying this exact, but it's along the lines of this and check her out. She'll be able to give you more information, but this is true. I mean, I've seen this with my clients is what motivates men. Do you know what motivates men more often? It's probably some kind of goal. It is. It's competition. So if you, if you get an office together, okay, for those watching, <laughs> you get your office together and you start a competition, the men most likely they're ready. Like, let's get this done. I'm going to beat all you guys. Let's do it. I'm going to exercise more. <laughs> Women that some of them will rise to the occasion and that and that will motivate them but some of them are like i just want to take care of myself like right. i want my time so yeah check her her books out she's amazing and she actually travels all around the world and speaks on this and um it's really fascinating the differences between men and women and i'm sharing this because a lot of couples love to exercise together which is always fun but just know different <laughs> things motivate them right. so so men maybe try to remind your your woman to, um, you know, this is time for her and that, and then women, hey, maybe try to challenge your man who can uh, do more squats or whatever it is today, <laughs> just for fun, you know, you just, you gotta keep it fun. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention regarding what Allison was just saying is really, really important, more than anything, is some people look at exercise as an opportunity to beat their body up oh. and it's not it's really an opportunity to help your body i mean it's not a conscious thing like oh, i'm gonna just go and kill it yeah, yeah like you want to definitely do great with the weights and lift whatever and bench press and all that for sure but coming from a space of self-care coming from a space of really just taking care of yourself and honoring the fact that you're in a body that's made to move right. And, but some, but again, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've worked with many clients who just go really hard and then they end up getting injured or they don't feel good and that's it. And some people will just push, push, push until they just can't, now they can't even get to the gym. Yeah. So just like Allison said, you want to honor what your process is and what, what's starting or wherever you're at, what's your next step and then take it a few weeks and then go to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think 
people, although I think I, you know, in your, your cousin's book, I think I'm in between those two things. So I actually like, I yeah, actually like, both. I am too. Um, I, I was just too. saying to somebody this week who just did this weightlifting, it was a guy, um, that's a friend of mine kind of from a distance and he's, uh, just did this weightlifting thing, but he's lost like 70 pounds. He's no longer on diabetic medication. He's done this whole thing. He and I started 75 hard together and we started it back in, uh, March. And so I've gone through the 75 hard phase one and phase two, as has he. And then he's d just did this weight, you know, this whole weightlifting thing because his sister was into it. And so we're waiting for phase three of this program, Live Hard program, but it, I, we can't do it until February 7th. And so I was just saying I was, this week, I was like, I need something else. I'm like, you're motivating me to figure out because he's like, oh, I'm going to do a marathon. Right. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know right. about that, but maybe a 5K. Let me start there. <laughs> You know, but yeah, something that's I mean, got that, you know, because I feel like I'm just sitting here waiting for February 7th to roll around for this phase three. And I'm like, okay, that's still like three months away um, or four months away, you know, whatever it is now. So, right. And you don't want to go downhill from right. now until then. And for me, I now some women, what I do is I can be competitive in the moment. So if it's like, hey, let's play a basketball game, I'm ready yeah. to roll, you know? But but to be competitive in the long haul, it's not. For me, it's more of a space okay. of self-care. So yeah, when you, again, I don't know exactly how exactly all that was language in her books. Um, it's been a while since I checked it out, but check it out and see. And regarding um, what you also said with, with the co competition, I mean, create the competition for yourself if that's yeah. what you need and, and get your friends involved or whoever it is. And, if you, whatever it is, whatever, if you need someone to watch the kids while you're exercising, again, the support structures that need to be in place must be in place before you start this action mm -hmm. or these goals rather, because otherwise the success rate sadly can decline right. until those things are, those needs are met. Can yeah. I just share a quick story? It's a pretty awesome yeah, story of a client. Okay, you'll like this one. So I was working with a woman she was probably about probably like 80 pounds overweight oh, wow. and she had a lot of pain a lot of fibromyalgia pain arthritis pain and she was probably about 67 years old and when we talk about exercise i said look it's your doctor's okay with it like we need to use this is what you need to do. Like, and I said it in a nice coaching way, of course, and encourage <laughs> and motivate it. But, but, but it was like, it's time, you know, like, how can we make this work? So we sat down and I said, look, what can you do? And she said, you know, it really hurts when she goes walking. It really hurts when she does this. So much pain. So I said, well, what about a peddler? You know what those are? Where they're under, under the desk. It's like the bottom part oh, of the bike, just yeah. the pedals. Okay, but it's for your feet. So your feet yeah. go around like this and then you sit in a chair. So you can sit at a desk chair, you can sit in a couch, whatever, and you're pedaling away. Right. So what we did was I said, okay, so would you get a peddler? She said, she'll do that because there's not going to be pressure on her, her knees and those because she'll be sitting down. Okay? okay. So what happened was what we did is I said, well, well let's come up with a routine. So what happened with her routine creation was she talked to her sister every single day on the phone. So she said, you know what? She's going to just start with getting on the peddler while she's on the phone with her sister yep. every day. So that was her routine. She started with two minutes. That's all she could do was two minutes. Mm -hmm. After about 45 days, she was up to 60 minutes a day. That's great. She had lost significant weight from it, a lot of weight. And 
she just kept going and going and she ended up splitting it up. She did it in the morning and then she did it at night when she talked to her sister because she loved doing it at this point. Yep. So really just lands the message that you're saying that I'm saying that all this with routine and with motivation and with support right. and honoring your body all at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think especially like your client, you know, if they need to lose weight or they need to get healthier, you know, it's, it's baby steps. It's not like it took you time to get to where you are, you know, it's not like you woke up one day and you're 50 pounds overweight. Obviously that, that took time to get there and there's not, there's no judgment in it or anything else, but it takes time. Cause I think we, you know, we live in a society of, uh, instant gratification and we, we all want things like now, yeah. um, you know, and, and all of us are like that. And, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges in today's society, especially with the cell phone where everything's, you know, I can order Amazon stuff and it like appears at my my door two hours later, or right. I can place an order for food and it just shows up, you know, like, you know, 60 minutes later. I mean, I don't have to go anywhere to get anything. Um, you know, and I think that's the biggest challenge. I mean, cause we see that in all parts of our life and especially with the younger generations, you're seeing it even more. So, um, you know, it's an interest, it's an interesting way of, of living. Uh, but you know, it's like those longer thing, longer challenges. You have to understand that, you know, it's baby steps. It's, you know, whatever that yeah. is. Um, but I want to shift directions a little bit and talk a little bit about the eating side of okay. healthy living, because I find that, you know, the two go hand in hand. So exercise, you know, cause sometimes people, especially if they're trying to lose weight, they're like, Oh, I got to exercise, got to exercise Well, the diet. And I mean, I've read multiple books and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, the diet's usually more important than the exercise side of it. You know, obviously the combination you need. Right, right. But I mean, I've heard as much as like 80% of it's the diet and 20% mm -hmm. exercise. And do you agree yeah. with that stat? I do agree with that. And yeah. I've seen that many times and I've read similar in books. And because the truth is, is like people may lose weight or absolutely gain muscle by exercising and eating junk. Right. But what's going on inside the body with eating all that junk is the problem. They may right. not feel it right now. Again, I've had worked with many clients and I had people, many people say, well, what are you talking about? I've eaten this way my entire life. Right. And I say, well, you know what? The body has boundaries too and the body has limits and you pushed it to its limits. It's just like how many hostess cupcakes can the body deal with? I mean, it's oh, just what it is. I can't have Twinkies. I, no, I had a client. Wait, I got to tell you this one. You're like, I had a client come into my office and he's he just got diagnosed with diabetes. Had mm -hmm. no idea how. He had no idea. So yeah. I started asking him, okay. He was active. I said, okay, what's going on? He's like, he doesn't know. So he said, well, let's talk about your food. In the <laughs> morning for breakfast, every morning he had six humongous donuts. Not the six? little donut holes, the big six. The how number do you eat six. six? For years. And he said, How, what do you mean? For years he's been doing this. He said, well, at some Body point, the body's going <laughs> to let you know. I mean, it's like, you know, you can have trace, and I'm not encouraging this, by the way, but you can have trace levels of toxins in your body or or um, lethal substances, but at certain doses, it'll kill you. Yep. So this was just was what it was. And when I explained to him, I said, um, you know, the donuts are very likely a contributing factor. He was blown away. 
He was blown away. He wow. couldn't believe that. And this is the truth. See, a lot of not everybody is aware of no. the truth of eating. And we do need to have compassion and understanding with those people. And people don't understand the truth of exercise and how it creates new brain cells. And it's one of the only things that exists that we know of that creates new brain cells. So <laughs> with healthy eating, yeah, let's talk about it. What would you like to know? <laughs> what do you want to talk about specifically? Well, I mean, I've listened to multiple, either yeah. listened to multiple books on, you know, different diets, because obviously there's a ton of diets out there and there's a ton of, you know, mm -hmm. and I find that it has to be like your lifestyle and it has to be, you mm -hmm. know, like, let's forget the word diet for a minute. I mean, yeah, because a lot of Healthy people equate plan. diet with like, oh, I have to lose weight or I have to, you know, and they go on a diet and then they stick to it for however long it is, you know, so it's just a 30 day thing, 60 day thing. And then they, you know, they feel better, they lose whatever weight and then they go off of it. And guess what? Like the weight comes back and sometimes it comes right. back even more. And, you know, it's got to be something you can stick to to some degree, at least, you know, where you can veer off. I mean, you and I talked about this in the, the interview I did with you, you know, as well. But, you know, where you can have, you know, little cheat days. I mean, I had a little, well, I had, right. three, I had three little dark chocolate peanut butter cup things today, the little ones, you know, um, you know, as a little dessert thing, you know, but I don't keep them mm -hmm. in my house. Normally I ha happen to buy them for a party I was going to it. I had to make something with them and these were the leftovers. So, but okay. now they're gone. <laughs> so <laughs> now they're gone. So uh, I don't have to worry about them anymore, but I don't have <laughs> They're that gone stuff. inside your body though. Yeah, they're not I really gone. Well, I, I know, know the games you're playing, Allison. No, yeah, I know. But I think that's, you know, but the, the thing is, you know, eating obviously more whole foods, more organic foods, not buying all the processed crap that's out there. Again, we like things instantaneously. So sometimes you have to make food, you know, so you can't just buy the pre-made food and think it's going to be healthy for you. You know, no matter what company puts it out, because there's either like high sodium content there's some weird ingredient. I mean, even candy corn, someone posted about candy corn, you know, which obviously is not, you know, it's pure, it's pure sugar. <laughs> even candy well, corn? Wait, what? No, but, it, but <laughs> no, but someone posted about some specific ingredient in candy corn that's apparently like a poison. I mean, and mind you, it's already yeah. poison with the sugar side of it, but, but right, this is right, like right. some weird, obscure ingredient. Someone posted this year is like, what is this in here? You know, and it was something that was actually used as like a poison or something that they've stick stuck, I've no doubt. stuck in there. And I'm I'm like, no on doubt. top of like the other bad ingredients. So, yeah. you know, um, so it's trick or treat, have some poison. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so like, what would you say to somebody that said, okay, well, I'm used to just going and buying, you know, Kraft macaroni and cheese or something, you know, in a store and I don't always have time to make food, you know, what would, what would your suggestion be? Well, the first thing is when you're talking about that type of question is you have, people have to get really, really clear. So I'm going to, again, zoom out a little bit yep. and I just want to be straight with everybody here and I'm, just so people understand the mind, because a lot of times what people will go to is what you're saying, like, okay, how can I switch my meals? which is important, but the step one is the most important to get on the right path. So step yeah. one is to identify why you're doing this in the first place. What's the point? If you don't have a motivator that's strong enough to pull you and keep you motivated, the success rate research shows drops. 
So the key is to find a motivator that motive that is so strong that no matter what, when that alarm clock goes off, it is going to get you to do what your goals are that day. That when somebody offers you cupcakes, you say, no, thank you. I'm going to have an apple and some almond butter instead. Okay. Or I'll have a little bit of a cupcake. I'll do half of a cupcake instead of whatever it is. So step one is to get really, really, really clear on what your, what your motivator is. And that motivator, let me tell you, it has to be close to your heart. So it can't be like, Hey, I want to look good. Doesn't work. It's not, that's in the mind, but Hey, I want to be healthy so I can enjoy my time with my children, with my grandchildren. Um, so I can travel the world so I can have the energy to travel and do things so I can function at the best of my ability to help as many people as I can in this life and make my business successful because I know this business is helping people like things like that. It's gotta be bigger than you. Yeah. And if you are interested in, finding out your motivator, certainly feel free to reach out to me and I'll be happy to work with you one-on-one. So that's step one. And, and think about it as a map. Okay. If you think, remember those, remember those things that uh, used to be in glove boxes and when you were lost, you opened them up, <laughs> like it's like folded together. I always like those? those things. Yeah. I love those. It's called a map, a paper I, map. So I still like paper, looking at those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the paper map on the paper map the reality is is you've got your destination so your your motivator is what draws you kind of to your destination it really is your destination okay so that's the destination and the roads to get you there are your individual goals which would include the macaroni and cheese so when it goes to the macaroni and cheese for you for example or this person this person example would be to ask for them to ask themselves okay what am i willing to do first of all what's best for me to do is it best for me to have macaroni? And if so, how often? Be honest with yourself. Not do I want it. If you say, do I want it? It gets here. Okay. Right. So I created a program called the intuition diet and it's connecting with your inner voice to help you know the truth, not what you want. Okay. <laughs> and then from there you can say, okay, Hey, I, you want to have macaroni, whatever, two times a month. So what are you going to do otherwise? And then what is, what's realistic? What support do you need to put in place? Do you need to learn how to cook? What does that look like? And start exploring options. If you want to write them down or journal or something that or talk them out with a friend or me or whoever, that's fine. But the truth is, is whatever you do, you just truly have to be willing to do whatever it takes to reach your goal. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be challenging at times. When you make changes and get rid of unhealthy food, you will feel different. Your body chemistry will change. So you'll feel better in a lot of ways, but also old emotions and cravings may come up. So you have to learn how to process those and work through those. So, yeah, I mean, did I answer your question with the macaroni? I wanted to kind of zoom out and go in, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. No. Um, and I, I mean, I think you bring up some great points about like what that motivation is. And I hadn't really thought about it that way. I think I'm yeah. more of a just like, let's just do it. <laughs> right. I'm more of like, just like, you know, but, um, but, but there's something behind the, let's just do it. I'm just like, we all right. have it. So if we were yeah. to sit down, which we're not going to, don't worry, but if we were to sit down, I Uh-oh. know that it would come forward. And most yeah. of the time when it comes forward with people, they actually start crying because it truly is so close to their heart. I mean, this has happened thousands of times in my career. Almost every time there's a tear or, or eyes swell up. Because most people don't connect to their heart in that way. And I think it's really powerful. The other thing I do personally, like when I, you know, I'm eating really well and things like that. And then I 
go off and do like what I did today and had the three little Reese's peanut yeah. cups. <laughs> you know, I also pay attention to how those make me feel. Yep. Um, because typically, you know, and today I was okay because I had them close enough to this interview. So um, I was still doing things and like, <laughs> how dare you, you contraband? <laughs> yeah. Usually I have like the slump, like as soon as I have the sugar, it's like, I'm like, okay, now that's why you're not supposed to eat the stuff or like what? Cause you don't feel good afterwards. Like right. you're ready for a nap for like 20 hours. <laughs> like I'm ready to go to sleep and I'm like, okay, it's the middle of my work day. Um, but that's the other big thing I pay attention to. Um, cause when I was on 75 hard, I was following it a specific meal plan very strictly. And so mm -hmm. I'm a little less strict with it now. So I've opened up some other some pieces to it and like if I because what I had to do is when I would go out I would have to really either not eat depending on where I was going um if they didn't have options I could eat or mm -hmm. you know and if you're going to someone's house then you like have to figure out like can I bring something I may have brought food to their house right. that I could eat you know things like that and I'm like please don't take offense to this this has nothing to do with your cooking or whatever right um you know but I you know I pay attention now to like when I do eat something that's kind of off of that, how it makes me feel. Um, yeah. Because typically it's not at my best. Typically when sure. I have something, I'm just like, oh, like now I'm ready for a nap, you know, because when it's like when you go to that restaurant and you go to the breakfast place and, you know, they have chocolate chip pancakes and you're know, like, OK, you know, like when you have these chocolate chip pancakes, you're going to have this like nice sugar high and then you're going to like go this like a complete crash. And sure enough. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah. And it's learning to be able to have those if you want them sometimes and how to have them in a way that the sugar crash doesn't happen. But you're still putting the sugar in and all that. Yeah. The truth is, is that when it comes to healthy eating, the reality is, is it it really can be quite simple. And this is what I tell people is that. Actually, let me give you the example that I use when I do my presentations. OK, you'll get the full effect here. So I tell people and I'm not advising this to anybody. Don't this is I'm not advising it. But how many people listening ever by mistake got their finger or I'm sorry, a piece of lead stuck in their hand or their finger from a piece of from a pencil? Oh, yeah. did you, Allison, ever? Yep. There's always one in the room besides me. And by the way, there's only one in the room and it's you. I love it. I'm like, it must be a hurt because I'm feeling to go here. So that's funny. Some people are like, no, what is that? Like they never heard of it. And that's oh, yeah. okay. But what happened to the area? You got a piece of lead stuck in your finger, your hand. What happened to the area? I don't remember. <laughs> you probably well, remember it, that. What do you think? Right. Well, just think about it. What it, it got red, it got inflamed. Yeah. It was painful, right. right? So it got inflamed. So the body protected that piece of lead. I want everyone to understand this. You protected to try to keep the lead there so it wouldn't go to the heart and kill you or a vital organ. Okay. So the inflammation was to protect that and hmm. dealing with the microbes or whatever the heck was on that piece of lead. Okay. And then the pain is to tell you alert, alert, something's wrong. Right. Okay. The redness is to tell you something's wrong. So I tell people, listen, if, if the, if we know for sure that the body responds that way to an artificial substance, how do you think it responds to artificial food? Like candy corn poison. <laughs> right. Now, can we see it? Not always. And sometimes it happens in the gut. A lot of times it happens in the gut and creates inflammation. But over time, we could end up having 
a lot of issues with the gut brain, which we may talk about right. in another episode, yeah. as well as digestion assimilation of um, nutrients, which can lead to many, 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 many health ailments that people don't really know that much about because it's not that well known no. that many ailments are actually mineral or vitamin deficiencies or excesses or the balances are just off. So right. what I tell people, the easiest thing is of step one for healthy eating, the easiest thing is to say, what am I, first of all, what am I willing to do and find your motivator, but then, okay, with the natural foods, how can I eat the most natural foods possible? And that you have right. to be willing to. Again, it means saying no to certain things, but like Allison said, I tell people if 80% of the time, again, you ask yourself what's best for you. So 80% of the time, maybe it's eat healthy, 20% it's eat junk. That could be your truth if you're doing 50-50 right now, right? So that's for sure a step. And that may be what it always is for you. But I will tell you that these foods that are artificial or have been chemically modified or made in a certain way that is not natural to how it comes to us on this earth absolutely impacts the body. People yes. say, oh, I've done this, it's fine. I'm Well, I'm gonna tell you usually at some point, most people eventually it gets to them. It's yeah. in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. And we won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole today because that, that could be an entire episode. Um, but I mean, I, I know just, you know, my, my last thought on that specific piece is, you know, like you have to know, like if you read what's on the back of labels, you know, like, so you buy something and you read whatever it is and you don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> like you're like looking at this ingredient and you're like, okay, I have no idea what that is, you know, that's probably not a good sign that you don't know what it is to begin with, you know, but then second, you know, our food and drug administration in this country allows things that are banned in other countries, you know, especially like Europe's got much stricter policies and things they do. like that. So they do. that's the other thing is you have to be on the lookout for yourself because just because it's in your grocery store doesn't mean it's a healthy product or, you know, just because it's in like a higher end grocery store, like some of us go to, yeah. um, doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthy. It's just, they've gotten shelf space in that grocery store. So totally, so, totally true. I like, tell people eat, eat foods that are ingredients more often than food, more often than foods that have ingredients. I'll yeah. say that one more time. Eat foods that are ingredients more often than foods that have ingredients. And I know you yeah. know what I mean by that. Yes. That's the key. It's a key. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're going to start wrapping this episode up, but because I just wanted to do kind of an overview and we kind of only touched on like the healthy eating and the, the exercise pieces of this. But I think the, you know, the biggest thing I see for, you know, myself, and I'll only speak for me right this second is, you know, that my own personal accountability. So I need to be you know, I have to take action for me. And like you said earlier, Elisa, um, you know, it's like knowing what your why is. So if my why is to impact entrepreneurs and, you know, help them either start a business or grow a business or whatever that is, you know, I have to be healthy myself to be able to do that and to stay doing that. Because obviously what you don't want is, you know, God forbid, something happens to the person you're working with and you're like, okay, now what do I do? What do I do? Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think that's where, you know, it's more of that personal accountability and it's really, you know, knowing, like you said, figuring out what's best for me because each person's body is different. So it's not a one size fits all 
thing and it never is. I mean, people are like, oh, you're so motivating sometimes, you know, like it, when I walk at five in the morning and I said, well, you got to find what's good for you. Then I mean, that's the right fit for you because some people aren't morning people. I mean, Jack, my fiance would never get up and walk <laughs> that hard. So he'd look at me like I have eight heads. Yeah. Um, Right. Some people get up at that hour and then they can't function the rest of the day. I mean, it's just everyone's body is different. And the key is knowing yourself, which everybody does. And the other thing you said, which is another important point, which is pay attention to how you feel with the changes you're making and pay attention to your labs and what's going on with your health. Some people may think that what they're doing is good or helpful and really it's detrimental. And we're not going to get into those today, but there's definitely a bunch of diets out there right now that are creating havoc for the insides of people's bodies without them realizing yes. it. So yeah. on that we, note, go we will ahead. We'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let yeah that exactly. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, my name again is Allison Turner. Today I had with me Elisa Ehrman of Universal Coaching Services. So my goal with this is to hopefully have Elisa on hopefully once a month. Um, that's kind of what, you know, and I may have some other health experts. I have two or three kind of lined up. So whether it's once a month, once a quarter, I have to figure that out still. But, um, because I find that health is, you know, your own personal health is key to running a business successfully, to building a business, you know, especially when you're starting a business and you're kind of doing a little bit of everything in your company as you grow it, you know, it's really incorporating that health because so often we get into the, the, what I call the rat race of entrepreneurship of you're going, you know, you're the marketer, you're the salesperson, you're the service provider, you're the website designer, you're the accountant, you're the, like, you're everything. And then you forget the health piece. You like forget about yourself, you yeah. know, and you have to come first, you know, just like they have the airplane with the, put your oxygen mask on before helping someone else. Same concept, you know, you have to be your own best advocate and then you are of a greater service to whoever you're serving. So any last words? No, I think you covered it and just, you know, do, I guess I would just say with what we talked about today, have fun with it. It shouldn't be something that drains you. It shouldn't be something that gets you upset. There may be moments where you're frustrated, but ultimately it should be something that gives you life, makes you feel good. And you, you know, just get creative with it. That's really what it comes down to. Get creative, be open and love yourself and love others. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone had any questions specifically for you, what's the best way to reach out to you? Through my website, universalcoachingservices.com. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you for joining us. And I look forward to seeing everyone next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.